because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. Boy, Herman, that was close. But at least you've got till the end of the week. I tell you what, Grandpa. I figure I'll leave the house every day as if I was going to the parlor and not break the news to Lily until I get a new job. Oh, I see. You want to keep the news from her as long as you can, huh? Right. As we say in business, let's not start scratching till we know where the fleas are biting. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another amazing, groundbreaking, one-of-a-kind, hitting the one-ed pages episode of The Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun millions, billions, trillions, endless, infinite number of hours of streaming content. We say nay. Because we're going to watch a 60-year-old sitcom about a, uh, I almost said a, a Sankenstein monster, a Frankenstein <laughs> monster and his grotesque family. A Stankenstein. Stankenstein. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't even, uh, just based on the fact of how much time I hang out with my kids, that probably involves farting of some oh, sort. man. Stankenstein is awesome. <laughs> uh, my name is Derek, and I am a monster hunter. Those two voices are joining me at the monster-headed table of monsterism. First on my left, he is uh, Shundi himself. Oh, boy. <laughs> Stankenstein's got me all upended. Would you roll through, you scroll through the, the, the monster-headed table of monsterism very perfect. I was like, I, all right, he's rolling. Hey, hey, hey. Give me, a, give me a chance to screw it up, all right? Uh, <laughs> it is Shundi MC himself. Shundi, Shundi MC himself keith hey hey what's up everybody once again keith kg shun dmc himself whatever name you want to choose that's fine that's three good names you can use for me stankenstein stankenstein dr stankenstein no i'm not going with stankenstein (laughs) come on no 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 no, no. (laughs) that's a good name oh it's sitting across from dr stankenstein uh, Igor to Dr. Stankenstein <laughs> yes. is the master of disaster, the Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Ugor. Ugor? Like E W W. Ugor. Sorry, I P Ugor. That's me. The yep, master of disaster, you know, the, the, the man, not himself, but thyself. Thyself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I am a monster hunter. <laughs> he goes by many names, and he is a monster hunter. Oh, boys, we're here for season one, episode 37. We're so can I, close. Can I toss it out right now? Anybody listening now, just tweet us, email us a favorite Terry nickname. What is it? Let us know. All right. Or, yeah, if you got a new one, get shoot it to me. Yeah. Favorite Terry nickname. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's either Dr. Dre of Kansas or Son of Man, one of the two. <laughs> yes. Son of Man. That's the King of Man. There's the King of Man, the Son of God, right? Son of God. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Th- thanks for derailing Jeez. that there, Keith. Sorry. Uh, so I was cut trying. into the how you doing time. We're here for yeah, season I, one. I'm good. Don't worry about me. Go up. We can skip on. I just want to get interaction, man. Interaction with the Keith, with our there fans. Is a, a tried and true format that works for the show. Mm-hmm. Wait, this is a, this isn't a Patreon? Oh this God, Patreon! Yeah, we're gonna oh, have to re-roll. Sorry, this. sorry. Go ahead. We're oh. working on having to restart. You realize that? <clears throat> All right, let me let me sit down. I'll 
sit back down here perfectly. Season one, episode thirty-seven, Hermit's Rays. But before we could talk about that, how you guys doing? Oh, pretty good. You know, I'm just sitting here, basking in glory, ready to raise the roof. Raise the roof. Mm-hmm. What? What? Shun DMC. Um, I lost that page of the script. Um, uh, what would you want me to say here? Oh, boy. lines. I, if you can't memorize them, Keith, again? I'm not here to tell you your lines. If you can't remember them, we move on by lighting a candle, shuffling down the stone hallway. Watch out for the cobwebs, the low-hanging fruit, the Twizzlers, the the Panhandler. That might be me, Terry. What's he doing this week? Wow, it's it's incredible. Like his, uh, <laughs> it's like he's whistling, and it sounds like the winds on the hills of Ireland. It's beautiful. Whistling mm-hmm. like Irish Spring. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's Old Spice, isn't it? I don't know. Either way. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right the first time. Let's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, yeah, whistling like the winds in the hills of Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful it's, sound. It's beautiful. Well, straight past from... Tim, we can't dwell oh. on it for too long. Maybe no less, no more than 30 seconds just to. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, um, what's, it, what's it called when you can play something for 30 seconds? If as long as it's. Uh, oh, um, free use. Yeah, free use. Yeah, for free use purposes, no more than thirty seconds by the panhandler. Mm-hmm. Um, I give him a couple cents. You know, I'm pretty impressed. So yeah, yeah that's been all in one place. Yeah, that's tough whistling uh, through the iron gate into the cathedral. Push, see ghost, push ghost. Uh, shimmy along the edge, up the stone steps, past Indiana Jones's comings, goings, and leavings. Uh, movies to book translations, all their stuff that we have mentioned is still here. Has not been moved, but there's a big leather bound tome. I'm pulling that motherfucker off, <laughs> blowing it off. It's dusty. Opening that motherfucker up, oh. dropping to a knee to present to Keith Alter Boy to Pre-Style for the Monster Hunters Almanac Factoid Tidbit Shit Sheet Shows Home of the Week. Let's uh, let's open up the book to uh, Grandpa Chapter. 13 uh, book 67 like back when we you know whenever it was that they did the monster coach you know we covered that and then we eventually got to cover that in the archive and since this is six years old we knew that it was eventually going to come back around that we were going to have another car to talk about but we couldn't dive too deep into uh the dragula until we actually got to see it and so that was last week and so now uh that was in hot rod herman so this week i thought we would go ahead and I very quickly talk a little bit about uh the dragula car itself mm. um you know it's a very cool uh looking vehicle that looked like uh a casket uh mixed in with like a, a drag race car a uh, very very cool smooth looking uh thing it was created by or at least designed by george barris the same guy who did the monster coach it apparently uh so the body it, it is a real fiberglass coffin that uh one of the guys who worked with barris um a guy named richard corky corks corky corks yeah um (laughs) he went and purchased it uh at a funeral home someplace in hollywood (laughs) Uh, yeah no he went up a a body grave yeah yeah i mean i guess he could have um he said i guess in an interview in 2013 that was illegal to sell a coffin without a death certificate so he had to make a deal with the funeral director to pay in cash and have the coffin left outside the rear door to be collected after dark. Oh, 
So seems very, that seems very. Um, oh, that also seems very monstrous to me. Like, it, like you have to wait until after dark, and we're gonna. And then you would, he'd come and pick it up, and like Herman would suddenly be there. Like you know, suddenly the they told Herman he had to work late or something. Oh like that. And yeah, then, and then yeah. and he'd be there in some kind of shenanigans. That seems like it would happen. The guy was about to steal it, and then he like yeah turns around and sees Herman there just taking out the trash, and he like yeah his hair flies off his head, and he spins around fifty times and sprints away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the car, uh, the inside of the car, had a three hundred fifty horsepower uh, Ford Mustang V eight engine with a four speed stick shift. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, two four barrel carburetors that were mounted on Mickey Thompson Ram thrust manifolds. Mm, the, the carburetors they were mounted backwards in an effort to save space uh and the pull type throttle actuation modified into a pusher type and we all know what that's about oh yeah yeah definitely. i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about yeah, <laughs> but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh the, i don't the, <laughs> oh, don't sure. worry oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we're good <laughs> you made it sound like i'm saying that in jest I genuinely mm-hmm. don't know no. anything about cars. We I all mean, know Derek loves cars. No, I mean I don't dislike them. I think they're fine. Mm. But you, you've told me all the stuff before. All the car knowledge that you have, I, I don't oh, know so why you're, you're trying to fake it now. Yeah, how many flim fling bangers has someone got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dragula it consumed uh, gas at a rate of four gallons per mile. It says of embalming fluid pushed by the four high power gallons per mile or four miles per gallon. Uh, gas is consumed at a rate of four gallons per mile of embalming oh. fluid <laughs> pushed by the high power debris chrome dome electronic fuel pump. Okay, embalming so it doesn't really fluid. run on embalming fluid. This can't be right. Yeah, that's the details that they say here. Okay, so the, mm-hmm. okay, so this is like just, all in lore. Like that's this, the, the lore, lore, right? Okay, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me like the guy who who built it and all i mean that's not a lore thing that's grandpa yeah these are some uh 10 and a half inch firestone racing slicks for for the rear tires and uh each hubcap was decorated with a large silver spider i don't think we noticed that at all no. um when we're looking at it uh the front tires are four inch italian tires on speed sport english buggy wire uh, they extend this gothic motif even further. They installed they installed four Zumi style organ pipes on each side of the car in lieu of an exhaust pipe. And they mounted anti clamps on the front and rear. There's a hidden radiator. Some uh, was topped with a small golden casket. There's I guess there's a couple sudden subtle changes that are made to the automobile, such as the tires for different aspects of filming for both the television series and uh, it'll show up again later on in uh, Monsters Go Home or Monster Go Home. The car was sold at an auction of the Chicago Historical Antique Automobile Museum, which is in Highland Park, Illinois, back in 1985. And uh, the original 1966 car, had, I guess, was housed at Planet Hollywood in Atlantic City, New Jersey, hanging from the ceiling until it closed. And then uh, it was bought by a guy named John J. Jingleheimer Schmidt. S-B-R-I-G-A-T-O. Sprito. There you go. He also owned the Monster Coach. Now, so now he has them both. Yeah. Now he's a collector. That doesn't tell me when that actually happened, but I did see that. 1946. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I did see that just in 2021. Uh, the Who's car that? Is was... that somebody's screen name? Justin 2021? No, just 
recently in 2021. (laughs) Um, Yeah, September 2021, the uh, the Dragula was back up for auction. Oh no! Oh well. It predates our adventure. Otherwise, we could have like put together the cash to get it. Oh, mm-hmm. just imagine yeah. recording live in the Munster Mobile, oh, the Dragula. <laughs> That'd be so yeah. cool. Oh man, we could um, dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> recording. Oh my yeah. god! And finally, I'd have use for all this embalming fluid I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gallons and gallons and gallons of it. Because we're not getting oh. very far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got barrels and stuff. Just a real quick one today. Not a whole lot, but I figured like we couldn't talk about this car right away. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right mm-hmm. after that, we, we had to wait a little while to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what we got today. That's it. Nice and simple. That, did you say how long it took him to make it? Because remember the other one took like. 500 hours and nine million dollars to make the coach uh it did not tell me that oh that's the starter's pistol quick up the <laughs> stairs through the kitchen hello staff oh no. hey <laughs> i'm ready to be seasoned right this time guys okay <laughs> yeah keith's gonna get the, the poisoned end cut uh <laughs> out that back door down the walk between the 1250 step there's there's gate all right now there's a crack um and then there's the gate over the lollipop bridge where once the lollipop guild was murdered and buried underneath and then Mm -hmm. that one multiple times i think married murdered and married and buried again Mm -hmm. uh we we did (laughs) we did a we did did our own uh uh fuck mary kill with the lollipop guild turns out we killed them all and then we tossed them twice multiple times and then threw him in a bombless pit over yep. the bridge um, out to the pier where we still don't have a watch person or a creature but luckily the skooma ship is still here on board oh, so God. captain kateri could take us out three miles deep so we can go into international water so we can dive deep deep into internet into the oh boy i got all sped up there and the fuck mary kill just <laughs> <laughs> got all excited about that so, yeah well i mean just the, the 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 visage of all the the, the carnage and destruction the lollipop killed. <laughs> uh, boy, it just yeah. burned in my brain. It's quite a sight. It was uh, three miles deep, so we can three miles out, so we can dive deep. Maybe that's what screwed me up. I kept saying three miles deep, but we don't go three miles deep. We go down to the depths of hell. However, we don't know how deep that is. We just know we don't stop until we see those pearly gates. <laughs> those pearly, yep. And the oh, twinkling uh. eyes of uh, the Dark Lord himself. Yep. Deep to the depths of hell for another <laughs> scuba. I'm pretty sure that's just like an optical illusion with the flames from hell. No, <laughs> those sure gates and just combined with the water of the ocean. Uh, yeah, well, we're it. so deep. It, it's like one of those angler fishes, right? They make it look all attractive. So you want to yep. go into it and then you get eaten by it. Uh, yeah. Like Satan just has like a fishing line with pearly gates and he like mm-hmm. slowly reeling it as we get closer. Then he pulls back and we realize it's just a burning yeah, apocalypse yep. down there, but <laughs> burning apocalypse. <laughs> we fall yeah. for it every time, <laughs> every time. Uh, but so yeah. Anyways, uh, this episode was directed by Ezra Stone. This mm-hmm. guy again. He he's back. Yep. 
Every time I see his name, Tivis, uh, for better or for worse, that's what I think of as you. Um, <laughs> poor poor Tivis. <laughs> Forever tied to Ezra Stone. Yes. Mm-hmm. However intentional or unintentional that was. Yes. Um, we know him. We love him. And we've talked about him a few times. Ezra Stone? Or, or Tivis? And Tivis. Both. Both. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Equally, okay. too. Yeah, <laughs> every time we bring up Ezra Stone, now Tivis gets brought up. Um, oh, I say we love him. It's all uh, depending him on the episode. Please. Oh, it's all depending on the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our, yeah. It, you know, you know, this is a bummer of an episode that you know, we don't like Tivis as much this week. Oh, this is a great episode. Oh, he's awesome. Yep. Tivis's fate is in Ezra's hands. Yep. Um, so and maybe all of ours, right? He's back a lot in season two. Yeah, yeah. We still haven't really hit his big run yet, but we've talked about him a few times. Uh, what you might know, what you might not know about him, though, is that he was a very popular voice actor for a famous radio play in the 30s mm. and 40s. It was called The Aldrich Family. <laughs> Ooh. Is it like the precursor to the Partridge Family? Mm. Do you know Probably. what the Partridge Family is? Uh, is that like a cookie brand or something? You don't. That's Pembridge <gasps> Farm. Oh boy, the Partridge family. It was a family of singers. There's most famous of them all was Danny Bonaducci, who who was Danny Partridge. Uh, they were like the Brady Bunch, but they were also the monkeys, and they traveled around oh. in a van. They sang at places. They're like a band. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they solved crimes like Scooby Doo. Oh but yeah, Partridge Family, Pepperidge Farms. Yeah. <laughs> and they had a kick-ass theme song oh okay hmm. i'll have to investigate hmm. this i wonder if we possibly hear that at some point but yeah. you never oh. know <laughs> yeah i don't know uh but yeah it was called the aldrich family he played the son henry a teenage son uh it was basically yeah just like a sitcom but in radio format uh and there's actually some episodes on youtube if anybody's curious you can listen to all of that aldrich glory um and there's also a TV adaption of the show. And Ezra, he actually helped write some stuff for that, which is pretty oh. cool. All, it all comes back around. But there are only 19 episodes, so it wasn't, must not have been that big of a hit, unfortunately. I also need to stand corrected. Danny Bonaduce wasn't the most famous partridge. Uh, David Cassidy was. Um, if, you oh, know, okay. if you know who that is, he's a singer. Um, is this like a real band? Yeah. There was a TV show. It's it's a hundred percent fabricated band for a TV show that actually became a band afterwards, like the Monkees. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. But they were That's a family, cool. single mom, five kids, and a dog, and then they they sang songs. I don't remember any plot points or anything like that, but yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, uh, we got some writers for this episode: uh, Joe Connolly, Bob Mosher, mm-hmm. and Doug Tibbles. <laughs> yeah, who cares? About those <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm like sitting like a bored king, <laughs> waving my hand. <laughs> next, next. Yes. Yep, that's right. We're not interested in those two, but Doug Tibbles, we haven't heard him in a while. Tibbles, uh, he returns. Yeah, the last episode that we talked about that he wrote on was a country club monster, or maybe he only had the story idea. I don't actually remember what he did on that one, but he was oh, there. It's the Tibble Stone connection. Mm-hmm. Because didn't maybe. he do that one too? And that because that was Tibbs' favorite. Was You're right. Monsters. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Interesting. Now I wonder Take if Tibbs likes Tibbles because of the TI part mm. of their name. <laughs> mm, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to ask him. What we'll to I bring him on for a very special episode? <laughs> we got to ask some really important questions. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I wish his name was Terribles. 
but uh, <laughs> I remember the yeah, Country Club Mustard being pretty decent, right? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't too bad. Uh, and I was uh, looking through stuff like last time and was pretty impressed that there wasn't like anything super crazy, just like last time. Uh, but his IMDb page did say he was still alive, which what? filled me with hope. We need to bring yeah. him on for a very special <laughs> episode with Timus. <laughs> oh, they can finally meet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> finally. Finally. Uh, so I Googled him, of course, because I was like, well, IMDb's stirred me wrong in the past. <laughs> he got his phone number. Let's dox him. Yes. His address is. Uh, no. um, but I did find something interesting when I Googled his name. Oh, he's in a band. Oh. The Partridge family? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But you know what? It is the concept behind the band is kind of similar. It's hmm. the the Stone Coyotes is what it's called. And he plays the drums. Stone uh, Coyotes. I love his that. wife, Barbara Keith, is the guitarist and singer. And his son, John Tibbles, is on bass. So it's a family band. It is a family band. Yeah. I really was hoping you were going to say the Standells. <laughs> oh, that would be a good twist. <laughs> But no, no, it's the Stone Coyotes. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is they're actually not too bad. I kind of like them. Oh, decent. Yeah. Man. Which is a good twist from Munster's music. You know, they recently put out music in the last mm-hmm. year. too. Wow. They got a bunch of albums, actually. Yeah. They're kind of a, like a bluesy Southern rock kind, like hints of Southern rock here and there kind of thing. Sometimes they got a little bit of a country twang, you know? Oh. They on Spotify they have 16 albums with including a couple live albums if you count those. Um and it's kind of weird how I found it because so I Googled Doug Tibbles. That's all I Googled. And like the third link down was a result and it said, Whatever happened to Doug Tibbles? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Whatever happened to Doug Tibbles? Exactly. <laughs> so I mean it had a weird like link, like the website name I was like, this seems kind of sketchy, but I clicked on it anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had to. I felt like it Bought was like, a new computer. Um <laughs> now here I am. Things I do for the show. Yep. I had to trash a couple of hard drives because I didn't get a good look the first time. Yeah, it was a uh, it wasn't their official site either. It was like just some like article on a site and then I Googled their band name and they have their own website and everything much more professional looking. Yeah, so I don't know what the purpose of that link was. Maybe it was just like a maybe, you know, maybe it was like a lure like down deep in the depths those weird fish. Mm-hmm. So I think Satan was sending me. Oh, God, he's probably in my my computer's <laughs> like the gateway to hell now. <laughs> <laughs> you need just how to get me Doug Tibbles um, <laughs> but it brought us here and so it all worked out I discovered the Stone Coyotes and they're pretty decent so that's good I'm gonna check them out not right now but yeah you should you should they're, they ain't bad they ain't bad um, so we got a guest star for this episode mm. John Carradine as Mr. Gateman mm, okay good yeah, not, not, not the other guy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, I may have had more screen time. I'm, yeah, well, I'm glad well, you were skipping over that guy entirely. Nice. We'll, we'll, we'll get mm. there. Um, so John Carradine has 354 acting credits on IMDb. Uh, he's got a, filmog- uh, a filmography that very much suits the Munsters. So first off, we will see him again in the Munsters. He is one of the few people who will even get to reprise their role. So he will return as Mr. Gateman. And I get to towards the end of season two so don't hold your breath it's gonna be a while Ugh. he's also in one of the monsters movies so we'll actually maybe see him a couple times he doesn't reprise his role in that though i'll just go through a list of some of the movies he was in that reminded nice. me of the monsters so we got billy the kid versus dracula nice i know this movie 
where he played Dracula. You do know this movie? I know. I know of it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, we've got Blood of Dracula's Castle, mm-hmm. The Boogeyman, mm-hmm. The Howling, mm-hmm. The Monst- The Monster Club, not The Monster Club, The Monster mm-hmm. Club, Frankenstein Island. Mm. Or as that's I like good. to call it, Stankenstein Island. Stankenstein Island. It's no, like that's fire a place Island. I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frankenstein's brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, those are just the ones I noticed that were like kind of like were somewhat those sound related. Great. To, I want to watch them all ones. actually. Yeah, like and I'm sure I think it, all amazing. His filmography, like I was, he's in a ton of like really like you know like those b horror movies. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's so many titles. Like, how could I possibly pick one like to talk about? <laughs> but as we're recording this, it is uh, somewhat into the holiday season. So I figured I'd pick something somewhat festive from his nice. career. Silent Night, Bloody Night. Outstanding. Ooh, yeah, it looks kind of amazing. It's got that old like grindhouse style trailer going on. Mm-hmm. Super grainy. It's got like kind of a low creepy voice narrator. The narrator says, "Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was left living. <laughs> um, he says that twice in the show. That doesn't even rhyme, and I love no. it. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure the word left isn't in the, the normal. <laughs> Couldn't they have just said not a creature was living instead of because isn't it like not a creature was stirring? I don't think it's the, not even a mouse. Not a creature left stirring. I think you yes, they took some liberties with that. Um, yeah, so. bold. Bold. Yeah, that's a cr- very bold creative choice, but I can respect it. <laughs> uh, it seems basically just like a murder mystery slasher movie type thing. It came out like 72, I think. So probably was inspired by Halloween. I was like, oh, let's do a Christmas scary thing. Maybe I'll watch it, though. I have it probably will, actually. You know, I'm always looking for weird Christmas movies. So maybe I will. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But. But in the meantime, you know, as I ponder my decisions, um, let's slowly head up to the surface. Well, can know. I can I oh. toss in a, a note or two oh. about uh, All the breaks? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, uh, so well, you you overlooked um, Vampire Hookers as one of his movies, uh, yeah. but he uh, and I actually did I didn't know this was him. He is the voice of the Great Owl in the movie The Secret of Nim. Oh, the owl movie. No, that's not an owl movie. This is about rats. Oh, that's not that Al movie? That's yeah, actually no, that movie? damn Al movie is the Gahul one. And uh, Secret of Nim was like a Don Bluth animated yeah. 80s movie. And, oh. and, and it's very good. Yeah, okay. Um, he was in an episode of The Fall Guy also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek, do you remember the movie Ice Pirates? No. And, and you're going through all these like weird B movies, like horror movies. He actually won a, a, an Emmy Award for like a young people's special i guess it's like an after school special type thing <laughs> oh boy um for one of, for one of the episodes he was uh but he was one of the people that they originally offered the role of herman to what oh how did i miss this that's amazing well because it's taking us almost 52 weeks to get through all of this <laughs> otherwise you would have remembered that from very early on Oh, did you mean? Oops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, Almanac dives. <laughs> episode mm-hmm. two. Yeah. And then his um his son was David Carradine. Oh, you know, I recognize the last name. I thought yeah. I yeah, I didn't even put the connection though. David Carradine was uh Kung Fu. Yep. And uh his died his in dad. a very unfortunate way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not oh, just he? not in Kung Fu in real life. No. Um, just auto erotic. Oh, hmm. yeah. oh. 
Uh, that is very unfortunate. Yes, yeah, very unfortunate. Yes. Yeah, his dad though shows up in Kung Fu for uh, three episodes mm-hmm. as Reverend Serenity Johnson. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I say it that it's way, like- but yeah, I mostly just wanted to bring out the fact that uh, that yeah, he was one of the people that was originally considered for uh, Herman. I like that. That that would be interesting to see. Yeah, he's very. He's got definitely like a. I don't know who's that guy in. Oh, I only I think of him from Star Wars, but he's in like a bunch of like old horror movies too. Um, Pat Cushing. What's oh, his name? oh yeah, Peter Cushing. Yeah, uh, he's got a, uh, he's got a very like Peter Cushing look. I Peter feel Cushing. Like. Yeah, he's uh, he was uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's definitely got like an old school like horror look to him. So I yeah, can see it. Tall and slender. Mm-hmm. Very Much slender. like an avatar. Oh, <laughs> Derek's gonna come in. To the, please, the please chuck mine <laughs> into the uh, bottomless pit when you guys make it up here. Oh wait, what do you mean? Are you not down here with this? No, no heavens, no. So, whenever you get a chance to, Jesus, these things oh. are so fucking heavy. Like we gotta <laughs> drag it. Can we park this thing closer to the bottomless pit next time? <laughs> <laughs> I I, I uh, left a stretcher. Uh, there for you to carry them out. Unfortunately, yeah, well, the, the bottomless pit is uh three miles inland from international <laughs> <Yes>. waters. <sighs> yep, just to the right. Um, three miles inland. <laughs> but if you take care of that, I really appreciate it. <laughs> it's kind of weird that the bottomless pit's at heaven, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm I've, I'm already up here, um, getting my horseradish ready for the prime rib. Oh, yeah, I better get in there too. Uh, I don't yeah. want it to run out. You doing the homemade horseradish again for us, Derek? Is that what you're putting Hell yeah. Nice. I love horseradish. Oh, gather around. Gather around the counter, gents. The prime rib is cooling. The horseradish mm. sauce is room temp. No, you taste it first before I eat it, okay? Oh, who are you talking uh, to? Well, Do you have a taster the, with you, Keith? Well, the people have just cooked it. I'm, oh, well, they're not going to eat poison. You, you, well, end that's cut? why I want them to try it first. You mentioned a poison end cut. I'm not going to eat it this well, time. Well, you insulted like them. You never insult the chef, Keith. Yeah, that's why I always tell the chef I love you before I leave every time. <laughs> yes. But you come to a restaurant and you always say, like, please tell the chef I love them. And, uh, <laughs> every okay. time. I tipped them very nicely last time. I just thought it could have been seasoned. Jeez, oh, oh, yeah. yeah you never... Arsenic is not a season. Yeah. What? What is it? Arsenic. Oh, arsenic. No, it isn't. They said parsley. I'm like, what kind is? Doesn't have a whole lot of flavor, but all right. Anywho, gather around. Prime rib time. We're talking (laughs) season one, episode 37, Herman's Rays. This some bitch originally aired on June 3rd, 1965. Herman is fired from his job at the funeral parlor when he demands an increase in pay. Sums it up pretty well. Nice and tidy. Mm -hmm. 7.5 on IMDb. Here we go. Title card. Different stinger. Grandpa, Lily, Marilyn, and living room. Grandpa's reading The Power of Negative Thinking, which got can laugh. Everybody likes that. And he yeah. comes in and's like, oh, I want to tell, I want to tell Pop goodnight, but where is he? Oh, he's still at work because some things in his profession won't keep until tomorrow, Eddie. And then we get this bizarre exchange. Where it sure is a shame how hard Herman has to work. But Uncle Herman works so hard. Was well, because he's loyal and hardworking. Blah blah blah. What's the other word? Grandpa says stupid. Then they argue <laughs> about what level of stupid Herman is for, for like for way too long. 
What Careful does he call him? A lox. A lummox. Oh, a lummox? Yes, he calls him a lummox or lubbox or it wasn't lox because I because I would have been like, there it is again. Mm. Yeah, no, it was like a like a two part word with mm. like lox was the second part of it. And I was I, like, oh, I is this a weird. I, I thought maybe there was a slur in there someplace. No, no slurs. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> so or they're shadowing. arguing about how dumb Herman is. And then in walks Herman, and then they all stop talking. And Herman's like, why you stop talking about me? And I hate it when you stop talking about me. Almost as much as I hate when you start spelling things. So this whole opening, cold open, is to establish how dumb Herman is. In case you haven't watched the previous 36 episodes, Mm -hmm. this is an episode where Herman isn't just dumb, he's super dumb. Well, it's like, oh, no, we were just explaining about how hard you work and how little you get paid. And then everyone becomes insanely aggressive towards Herman about mm-hmm. how he needs to get a raise. Oh, God, I hate this episode. Lily tells him. <laughs> oh, man, we are not into the banger yet. Yeah, it's like, boy, you need you need to go in and demand a raise. Go in there, pound your fist on the table. Uh, yeah, down at the parlor. Why should you take things laying down, Herman? Uh, just just oh, yelling at the guy like and Lily is super aggressive in this episode. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I don't remember this ever being a huge problem before. The only other time he's ever been late was after he went to the, the party. And you, and you know, what my first thought was, if you're so worried about how much money is coming, him, get a job. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. tried it before because she was lonely several like- times, <laughs> several times. <laughs> But Herman doesn't want to impose on Mr. Gateman. He likes Mr. Gateman. He's been yeah. so considerate. He sent him flowers when he got hit by the locomotive, mm. uh, <laughs> which I really enjoyed this little sequence here. He yeah. sent that basket of rotten fruit from California. You talk about the, ra- so the raisins, the California yes. raisins. <laughs> oh, so Liz is like, boy, you need to go in there and be a tiger. And he's like, if you insist, roar, roar. He does some <laughs> couple weak ass roars. Mm. And then we get the banger. Very half-hearted roaring. Yes, very half-hearted I, roaring. I noticed something. Oh, my God. Oh, And I don't, don't know how we ever have not talked about this before. Okay. In this episode, Herman has a lunchbox. that seems to be extra, extra large. Yes. Larger yep. than it's ever been. Uh-huh. He has a briefcase every time when yeah, he leaves the house briefcase. and that thing. But he never has a briefcase any other time during the show. He always has his lunchbox, and that's it. Hmm. I have a feeling that when they filmed the opener both times, they didn't know what Herman's job was. That's my theory. Yeah, you're probably right. So yeah. let's just make him leave with a briefcase. Yeah. It, it signifies going to work. Mm-hmm. In the opening, he never has the lunchbox. So he no. must forget yeah, it like exactly, every day. Yeah. And so that that's what caught. I, I was like, wait a minute. Why is he? He's got a briefcase here. And mm-hmm. it even made me go back and look at it like a previous intro entry and be like, am I thinking he had a lunchbox before? And now there's a briefcase. It was throwing me off. And it nope. mostly is because. The ridiculous size of that lunchbox. Yeah, in this the lunchbox episode. is pretty big. Yeah, which seems like a new thing. Yeah, I don't remember remembering that before. Or maybe I just prop, don't pay attention. Yeah. I don't pay attention to lunchboxes that much. I guess I don't know. Yep, but he's got mm-hmm. a shiny briefcase. That's faux show. Oh God, yeah. Maybe so that was shiny. his old lunchbox. He just yeah. stuffed all his food in there. Yeah, probably. He, he probably only took like a a bologna sandwich and banana. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. And it's in that briefcase. briefcase. Yeah, <laughs> crackers crackers maybe yeah yeah a juice box who knows did they have juice boxes in the 60s they should have oh they had to have they had to originated somewhere 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not like in the jungle primeval or something. Like yeah. the, the first expedition returned with the juice boxes. Mm-hmm. We found juice boxes, man. Hey, look, look, <laughs> as as uh, global warming continues, we may find you know frozen juice boxes deep on in Antarctica. You never know. You never know. You never know. The aliens brought them here in 65 million years ago. <laughs> yeah, secret history of Earth. They open up one of those tombs with the oh, uh, the mummies yeah. in it. It's no King mummies. Cut. It's just yeah. a bunch of uh, old juice boxes. <laughs> Crushed secret. up juice boxes that have been drank out of. <laughs> this yeah. secret history never been told. Yeah, each mummy always had a straw in its mouth and then at the bottom of <laughs> its, its little box. Well, that's why they, they pulled out the brain and they filled it with juice boxes. <laughs> <laughs> so they can drink when they go to that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You need juice boxes when you get to heaven. Or wherever. I know I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to me, heaven is a juice box. Herman is sneaking back into the house in the middle of the day. Grandpa's hiding and scares Herman so badly that Herman throws his giant lunchbox up into the hanging lights. Herman's like, what the fuck, man? Grandpa's like, what are you doing home? Well, I was waiting for Lily to leave because, you know, I went and asked for that raise and he got fired. Grandpa knew it. That's pretty harsh, right? Like, agreed. He got fired like generally don't they just you go like no you can't have a raise and then like that's it we just can't afford it well i mean if you walk into somebody's office and slam your your hands Mm. on i'm surprised that you know uh, he probably broke a desk grandpa Uh, didn't read the paper how uh herman's boss was murdered by a desk (laughs) shrapnel (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was squashed like a pancake yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's true we don't see how hard herman goes on this like acting like a tiger thing maybe he like crawls in on all fours and it's like tiger Rawr. style mm-hmm. <laughs> tiger stuff and the wu-tang clan herman Munster ain't nothing to fuck with that's why he said when he came in yep uh also this is another thing much like i've i didn't notice how big the lunchbox was before or previously you guys notice herman's wrists no what's up with his wrists? there's um there's uh stitching yeah. To show like where the hands are connected, and I don't think I've ever seen it before. Oh, it's always oh, I've been seen there. that before. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. it. I don't. It was just weird to me that I was like, "Wait a minute, what's going on here? Why am I seeing this? There's no <laughs> hair on them this time." Um, but true. it's but it was very like clear. Maybe we just never get that clear of a look at them. There's oh. several times that you get a. Terry and a I have very, noticed it though. I, look, this is only my third episode back, guys. Remember, thirty-seven I did, episodes so, in. Yeah. Key, did you notice he's got a flat head? What's going yeah. on with that? That's so weird. I mean, he's got a scar thing like yeah. uh, his head, too. Do you guys ever notice that? Yep. Well, it's because he's a hard luck guy, as Grandpa says. You're a hard luck guy. I mean, found the- a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow, there'd be a tax collector waiting. <laughs> Herman doesn't know he's going to tell Lily. Nope. She was counting on that raise. She might get mad and stamp <laughs> on the floor, saying me things, and shake her finger. She might even break my hook, my Huckleberry Hound records, <laughs> which was awesome. I loved it. I just had this image of Herman sitting at the record player listening to Huckleberry Hound. Mm-hmm. I, I got a laugh out of the, like, he's like, she'll do mean things. Like, like shake her finger at me. <laughs> she will. We've seen it. Can you imagine, though? I got fired. She goes right to his record collection and starts snapping him in half. <laughs> They'll learn. You, you. you son of a bitch. You want more Huckleberry Hound? Get a job. Mm-hmm. That's right. You got to be able to afford it to get more. Yeah, yep. especially when I got fired because I took your advice to go in there and be extra aggressive. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what it cost me. Yeah. Well, Herman is clearly scared of Lily, and I don't blame him because she was very aggressive in the cold open. Mm-hmm. But Grandpa's like, no, just do this like an adult would. 
every red-blooded husband does. Don't tell your wife a thing. Made <laughs> <laughs> two dinner. Uh, well, Herman, it's been all dinner, and you haven't said anything about the parlor, says Lily. Oh, we were quite busy. Had quite the turnover. Waka, waka, waka. I think they've used that exact joke like several times. Yeah, but this time it's it's about Herman getting fired. You're <laughs> right. It, that's true. You know what? Wow. Mm, layers. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, no, you dipshit. What about the raise? Did you ask about the raise? <laughs> Everyone is so insanely anxious and putting unneeded pressure on this poor Frankenstein's monster. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, just lay off all of y'all. Because you see, Marilyn's like, yeah, I'm sure it's a great raise. Tell us about the raise, Herman. And then yeah. Eddie's Why don't you go in. get a job, Marilyn? Yeah. You're, <laughs> of, you're of an age that you could work. Instead, you just said school all day, which we pay for as well. Yeah. Jesus. So everyone is just so leaning into Herman about this raise. And Herman's like, well, you know, he's going to skirt around with some double talk. Well, he's going to get the raise, or isn't he? Well, he'd say throw it down a well and see if anyone salutes and run up a flagpole, see if it makes a splash. <laughs> it's the kind of double talk all business people do to make you so you don't realize they don't know anything. I enjoyed that. I like that. That was mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. All these weird like analogies were pretty funny. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mixed up analogies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, like, he clearly then explains that, like, like he has no idea what he's doing either, and he's no. just trying to get through it, and, <laughs> and nobody else catches on to it. Yeah, yeah. He says it. Uh, Lily demands an answer by the end of the week. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you'll have one by the end of the week, <laughs> if not sooner. Lily, Marilyn, and, and then Lily's like, come on, Marilyn, Eddie, let's get the dishes. She's like, commands them to take the dishes. So they get the dishes. Now, they- could she just be mad because, like, she's like, look, you've got to get a raise now because you fucked up my modeling career? No, no because there's no continuity. I'm, I'm saying if what if there was continuity? <laughs> but okay. even then, her job was ex- uh, was superfluous because she was only getting it because she was bored. It's not because they were broke. And it, if that's the case, then it would be like, well, you yeah. need to get this raise because your wrestling career didn't pan out in episode four. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, your stand-up right. comedy gig went nowhere. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of reasons why. Why Herman, or he gave five thousand dollars to his deadbeat brother, or he gave five thousand dollars to his uh, to Lily's deadbeat brother, or you know, <laughs> it, it's all the various things that they've done. It's uh, a lot of deadbeats. Yeah, and that's a good joke that the monsters would use to deadbeat. Mm. He's just that's a deadbeat. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you're too kind. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the opening clip that we came up to. Whew, that was close. I love how Grandpa goes. Oh, you just want to keep from telling your wife that like what it's like stating of the absolute obvious. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to keep stalling for as long as I can. Oh, you don't want to tell her for as long as you can. You yeah, know, shit. I just yeah, said you're that. the one. You're the one who told him. Yeah, and you're you. the one that told me to do it. <laughs> Fade to Herman heading. Oh, boy. Keith, any trends you notice in this episode? Uh, it's another. Um uh, we get another montage of, of work for jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This time instead of Lily, it's Herman. Herman's mm-hmm. heading out to work in quotes. It's a job montage. He grabs his big lunchbox. He goes to Vince's gym. Sparring partner wanted. Dude breaks mm-hmm. his hand on Herman's gut, and Herman gets fired. Next day, Herman heading out to work. Sewer work. Sewer Ooh, worker. Also, uh, first time he goes out, it's just Lily. Second time, it's Lily, and then it's also Marilyn. Who he- Nicely pats on the head. 
Mm-hmm. And then the third time he goes out, it's like the whole family there saying goodbye to him. I'm like, yeah. what is going on here? Herman's going to work in sewers. He goes down a manhole. <laughs> there's actually a really cool visual gag here, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a woman pushing a stroller uh, on the on the sidewalk. She sees Herman, doesn't freak out. Herman climbs down into the sewer, and then all the dudes come running out <laughs> high speed, right? But she's yeah. still standing there. And she's moving at normal pace. It's a, it's a very cool visual gig. So they probably like, <laughs> turn your head very slowly because we're going to speed this up times mm-hmm. 10. The man like climbing out of the dirt, like yes. through the ground was amazing. I that's a that. that's a reused joke too. Mm-hmm. From and last time the sewer workers were, <laughs> were there. At first, I 37 thought- episodes, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> at first, I thought that the uh, when he opened the sewer and he climbed down, I was like, is it all right, guy? Is that going to be down there? <laughs> and then you hear the scream, and I thought it was. I got yeah. so excited, but yeah, then no human men. It's just other is potential coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, but the woman with the baby was not worried about Herman, and she moved at normal speed while everybody else was high speed running. <laughs> I liked it. Next day, Herman headed out to work. He's getting his lunchbox. Consolidated shipyard help one welder. Herman's welding. He's like. Phew. Good job. Leans against the ship. Ship flies off of whatever and falls into the water via some stock footage. Uh, enjoyed that. Herman gets all wet. The can laughs. Like, the can laughs really hard at that one. So I don't know if that must have been in the news or something like that. Uh, <laughs> ship falls into water. Man accidentally shoves boat into the uh, bay. <laughs> yeah. So then we come back. The last of Herman coming down the stairs. Here I go off to bring home the bacon. I've always been a hog for work. (laughs) Lily is getting real pushy again. Well, but it's been a week. That fucking check you bring home tonight better be stacked. He's like, oh, yeah. Your your pay envelope. It will be quite stacked. Uh, Yeah. Better be a surprise in that motherfucker. It's like, oh, quite a surprise. Get ready. Marilyn doubles down. <laughs> oh, I know it'll be a real big, fat, super juicy, chunky raise. Uncle Herman, you're going to make so much money. You'd be the most paid, highest paid embalmer in the world. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she's pretty excited about this. Oh, man, she leans really hard into it, too. Lily knows it'll be great because Mr. Gateman hasn't been in the business for so long. and He's got a real eye for a live one. This is like the third time they've used that joke in four episodes. <laughs> yep. Herman leaves. Lily's like, boy, we need that raisin so bad. Eddie's coughing is all warped. I'm like, gives a fuck. No <laughs> one. Eddie comes in, pop forgot his lunchbox. And then we get this classic moment. Marilyn's like, well, I'll just take it to him on my way to school. Or Uncle Herman can eat at a restaurant. Or we could just go out the front door because he's probably on the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> and give it to him. And Lily's like, nah, nah, that does all that stuff sounds fine, but. I'm just going to call down to the parlor and leave a message to let him know that he forgot his lunch because <laughs> I'm sure he would be, get to work. Be like, where's my lunch? I must have yeah. dropped it somewhere. She wanted to come back for it. Yeah, it doesn't make I, any I, sense. I don't know. It's so <laughs> dumb. But she calls. And she's like, I want to leave a message. For, this is Mrs. Herman Munster for Mr. Herman Munster. What? And she's all pissed. What happened? All the color rushed back into your face. Herman's going to work this week. It's been a big fraud. The goofball got fired on Monday. (laughs) Cut the commercial break. God damn. I really dislike this episode. Just so we're good. Just so so it's all on the table. I've I've enjoyed it up until we're getting to a point where I started to not like it as much. (laughs) Yes. 
it, yeah, it's again, it's Herman is very childlike throughout the entire thing. And, and that seems to be a thing that we all enjoy, especially when he really embraces this. And it does seem more and more repeating of just like, let's shit on Herman for whatever reason this week. It's, it's and, a lot like, of recycled jokes and yeah. a lot of just unnecessary aggression to push a point. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. And especially after you come off of, and I, I get that the, the Dragula is the second car making a car thing that they've done for the season, but it's yeah. an insanely long season. They actually like did something like they made the car. They went out to the track. They did all this other stuff. And now we're just to this, like, you don't work enough. Yeah. You don't get paid <laughs> enough. Like, like he's okay. Well, like this entire rest of the time, they say at some point in time that he's been there for 17 years. It seems to have been working fine. Like for 17 years. Like, now why Eddie are you suddenly lid for his coffin? And, uh, yeah. Because it's been warping. Like what the hell does that even mean? Like who cares? Well, you can't <laughs> yeah. just go buy one, guys. You got yes. go to the yeah. To the... Grab a grab an extra one from the office. Yeah. Mm. Well, it was yeah. illegal to buy one. It's illegal. You can't. Yeah, do that. We gotta go out get one through the you know some sort of back alleyway. So it, we get the commercial break. We come back, fade in. Grandpa Marilyn Lily are talking. It's a mini recap. What's he been doing this past week when he goes out to work? Lily pissed. It's like, well, he's not looking for work. Five jobs in five days. You can't get an ass for a better record than that. He's a perfect failure. <coughs> oh. Spin cut two. Oh, Tom Fung's God. Chinese American <sighs> Laundry. Stereotypical Chinese music plays. There's a sign yep. in the window that says, boy wanted. Now, I, as soon as I saw the word Chinese American laundry at my jaw, I was like, uh, I yes. kind of like my groaned my like kind of like slack jaw. Mm-hmm. Like, oh boy, here we go again. We are going to skip entirely the next three and a half minutes of the show. <sighs> uh, just know that it is a white comedian that the three stooges hated playing. Oh, hmm. yeah. I looked that up real fast. I am like, this guy isn't Asian. Uh, no, isn't no. Chinese at all. No, he is not. He's a white comedian that the three stooges hated. Uh, he is doing a terrible Chinese American accent. The gist is Herman gets a job. Here's the bell on dryer, put clothes out of dryer into hamper. Hear bell on washer, take them out, put clothes in dryer, put more clothes in washer. There's an iron, uh, no goofing off, concentrate, use your head while ironing. There's emergency valve and pipe. If things goes wrong, I'll shut off everything. Tom Fong, he's going to lunch to get an enchilada. The enchilada joke. Boy, that killed it, man! The people fan it. was laughing <laughs> mm. hard. Chinese people can like Mexican food. <laughs> what? God. It's the mixing of two worlds that were never meant to meet. <laughs> oh, they, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe that uh, someone from a different culture could like food of another culture. Amazing. Fade yeah. two. Lily, come, well, okay. Do we want to talk about the scene at all? Because it was three uh, and a half minutes. I timed it, goes- it out too no, long I, yeah i don't everything care about wrong. the you've covered everything of like the description of what he's supposed to do yep that's all we need yeah that's all we need the the payoff for this part is the scene when he's actually doing yeah. stuff as opposed to this guy just being can i also say that tom yeah. fong is a terrible business person because he just hired herman told him what to do very briefly and then said i'm going out to lunch yeah he yeah. leaves immediately yeah like leaves did he hire somebody just he was looking to hire somebody just, just to go so get an enchilada. Go, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to get an enchilada so bad, but it's across town. Mm-hmm. 
And there's no Uber Eats back then, so no god, yeah. We all have those days. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you'll, you'll give your job to any schmo that comes <laughs> along just so you get an enchilada. Yep, I love yep. enchiladas. I do that. But even even a lot for a lot less than an enchilada, probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd give hey. my job in a heartbeat for a bag of combos. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh, they still make those? Wow. I'm yes, sure they do. They do. Fade to Lily coming down the stairs. She's going out to help Herman because why the fuck not, right? He doesn't have a job, and she's going to go out and take care of it. Then she says she's going to go out and do what women have been doing for centuries. And my face sh- just sunk. My whole soul went, oh, God. They're in. They're insinuating a prostitution joke. And it's just like, <laughs> she goes out and grandpa's oh, like. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't get that part. Oh, you didn't get that? No, 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 no. It's what, what it's the oldest profession, right? Well, I I guess based on Grandpa's next comment is well, why I Grandpa, didn't think about yeah, it. Grandpa's got to bring it back uh, out of the gutter onto the yeah. greasy lane. Uh, what we've been doing for centuries? Oh, I know. She's gonna butt in and ruin his life. Oh God, I don't know which oh, is worse. Yeah, yeah Lily's saying she's gonna be a prostitute or Grandpa. Uh, uh, either way, fade two. Herman doing laundry, <laughs> and he's somewhat successful. This is yeah. the way we wash our clothes, wash our clothes, wash our clothes. Yeah, the way we wash our clothes so early in the morning. He's ironing. He's he's really get into it. Mm-hmm. Bell rings. He's like, oh, the bell. He puts the iron down on the board. Dry clothes and hamper. Success comes back. Bell rings. Put wet clothes and dryer. He's psyched. Success. Now the wet clothes very wet and very soapy still. Yes. <laughs> this, this laundry place, terrible. Put more clothes in the washer. Success. Herman, you got it made. That's what he says. Goes back to iron. The hey, phone rings. I will say, though, like, this is not one of those things where, like, I mean, we get it. Herman is, he's, like, super dumb most of the time. He's very dumb. He's but, like, so he dumb. had to sit there and, like, and I maybe it's also part of, like, a, like, a, like the recaps that we get every now and then. Mm-hmm. Where he stops, he goes, okay, Bill. Yeah. From dry, dryer bell, take it out, put it in hand. Yep. And he like he's sitting there like counting on his fingers, like what he's supposed to do. And I'm like, there's two things to do. Just keep shuffling stuff around. And it I, why does does he really have to try and remember all of this? Like, I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind that because it's it's like otherwise it's just silence, right? So he's just narrating as he goes along. And he's yeah, he's dumb. Because mm-hmm. uh, the clothes are so wet and soapy, and he slams. Oh God, yes, yeah. terrible. <laughs> They're flapping. It's the one. There's like a shirt sleeve that's stuck on on like the the door of the uh, the little apparatus, the little hook that mm-hmm. the door snaps on on the dryer. And I'm looking at it, and it's just sopping wet and covered in soap. Yeah, I'm like, well, it's gonna take an hour and a half just to dry that one shirt. Yes, Herman, he's 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 pleased with himself. Goes back to iron, then the phone rings. He goes, the bell, that was quick. No way Herman can mistake a phone ring for the bell, but he does anyway. Herman puts iron down on the shirt, iron hot part down, right? Clothes out of the dryer, still very wet. There's a woman at the front door. The door's locked because it says out to lunch, but she says, fuck that. Someone's in there and rings the bell. Herman hears that and he's frantic. Phone rings, another bell, bell. He's just scrambling all. He's throwing clothes all over the place. 
iron burns through the shirt and the ironing board. He throws that in the washing machine, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> he can't get it gotta out. Cool it down. Gotta cool it down. Yeah. He can't get the, he can't get the iron out. Bells are, bells are ringing. The phone is ringing. Then Herman wipes out hard. Did you notice this? Yeah. He falls. And then there's they, an abrupt cut. Yeah, that that's that really kind of uh, even like makes it stand out even more that there's that really weird abrupt cut. Like it's almost yes. like was that maybe not supposed to happen? No, it, it was. Yeah. It clearly was not supposed to happen, uh, be, because he he falls and you're like, oh, he fell, and then they cut and the camera didn't move at all and nothing really moved except for the fact that the washer and the dryer were still spinning even though the doors were open. So it's very the cut. That's what made the cut abrupt. So that's all going crazy. Herman's back up on his feet. Uh, things are flying out of the washer. Herman grabs a trash can as a shield, like kind of like this. And then mm-hmm. for some reason, popcorn comes blasting out of the dryer. Yeah, what was yeah. that? <laughs> I thought I missed something. Like I thought, <laughs> no. like I I looked down at my phone or something for a second, or the dogs barked and I probably yelled at them or something. And also I'm like, wait a minute, what the? Why is there popcorn coming out? He didn't yeah. put popcorn in. Mm-mm. Unless that's what happened when you put wet clothes in the dryer, um, sopping wet uh, clothes turns into uh, somebody, somebody left some some corn uh, kernels in their pocket. Must have. I don't know. Oh. But the popcorn comes flying out. It's like blasting him in the face. He's used put the shields up. Herman gets up. He pulls the emergency valve. It's like just like it's just a little dial valve thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, think if you like no video games, the Steam logo. Uh, just yep. down on the bald man's head, but on a pipe. Uh, and instead of turning it, he just rips it off. All right? Yeah, and does he not? Flying. He doesn't understand. You're supposed to like. It, it's obviously meant to be turned. Like, yeah, uh, he because just rips it he, out. There's a pipe right next to it with the same sort of mechanism, and he turns that one no problem. Yes, <laughs> and the sprinkler <laughs> system goes off. He's like, oh, uh, the sprinkler system is chaos. This is their attempt at an I Love Lucy chocolate factory scene. A hundred percent. Herman's just going bonkers. Yeah, and it's going on forever. This take this takes a long time. Yes. It's- yeah. There's a lot of filler in this episode because this episode went by very fast. And I'm like, man, there's just nothing going on here except for chaos. Fade two. Gateman, Goodbury, and Graves. Lily is there trying to get Herman's job back. Lily's buttering up the dude. He's been here for 17 years. It's his home away from home. Blah, blah, blah. He was just saying there at night, Lily, that place really grabs me. <laughs> Game is like, oh, that's quite the compliment. But he like demanded that. a raise in salary. And around here, we're not used to raising people. <laughs> that joke is so good. It gets the 1980s Bill Cosby. Because we don't want to talk about Bill Cosby at any other time. Uh, <laughs> but unless it's that funny, except though, yeah. it's yeah. that it's yeah. This joke is so hilarious; it's worth mentioning the cause. <laughs> yes, we don't even care about the consequences. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Spin two. Herman covered in soap suds. This is the way we quit the job. Quit the job. Quit uh, the job. Herman goes over, puts the the boy wanted sign back in the window. Looks back over his shoulder. Uh, all kinds of soap is coming out of the door. I kind of yes, like that because it was, that was so good. stupid. Yeah. 
that was some it was like some sort of like monster coming out of the, yeah like just like <laughs> the door just like like just slams open and soap is pouring out yeah, well, very, this, car- very cartoonish yeah this is what tom uh, fong gets for leaving herman in charge yeah right and not uh, only does herman do see see that and leave he just opens up the front door and walks out he doesn't lock back up he doesn't do anything he's just like fuck this place i'm out herman runs out Mm-hmm. So this is where the great uh, soap disaster of Mockingbird Heights happened, where half the town was <laughs> yes, engulfed. It's in the news. So. Mm-hmm. It's in the news. Yeah, I hope. I hope that that enchilada was was worth it. I hope so. I hope he got two at least. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you think he got chicken or beef? Hmm. I don't know. Probably. Mm, I was gonna say beef, but are there other kinds? Of, I mean, I guess you put anything. Shrimp, cheese, cheese, cheese enchilada. Mm. Yeah, that's oh. that's the classic one, isn't it? My mm-hmm. wife makes a killer shrimp enchilada. Mm. Well, that yeah. sounds pretty good. I bet you can put anything in there. Mm-hmm. Brisket. Oh, there you go. Food truck. Yep. Brisket is my my brisket enchilada food truck. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Prime rib. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Fade to Lily and Mr. Gateman still. Lily is now she's now she's like you gotta do it please 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 and that's when we get this clip he thinks of you not only as just an employer but as a father (laughs) i never told anyone this before but well at home he often refers to you as dada gateman (laughs) (laughs) oh i tell you I tell you, Pussycat looks up to you the way Richard Chamberlain looks up to Raymond Massey. That's the nicest thing that anybody ever said to me. I'll take him back and give him his raise. Dada Gateman. Dada Gateman. Raymond Massey and Richard Chamberlain. 1961 and 1966, Dr. Kildare TV series that was on starring Richard Chamberlain and Raymond Massey. The dramatic we went to high school with Raymond Massey, didn't we? Uh, oh. Yeah, actually, we did. I think a different one, but yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the same guy. Uh, or, he, he flunked out too many times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe this named is, after him. <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. The dramatic relationship between a young medical intern and his surgeon mentor. Uh, it, it The lead uh, guy, obviously, is Richard Chamberlain. And then um, you know the guy who's looking up to him is Raymond Massey. So that's mm-hmm. how that works into into her comment there. And this show <laughs> ran alongside the monsters. They were like around the same mm-hmm. time. So it's a very topical. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they make a yeah. reference to like something from the twenties. I'm like, who gives a shit? Yeah, like Devil's Island from like back yeah. in the 1800s. <laughs> Gateman starts crying. It's like this is the most beautiful thing, right? Gives mm-hmm. Herman the job and the race. Lily's like, yay! And they're both crying. Gateman's like, listen, you have to leave because I can't keep crying. There's a funeral later on, and I don't can't show up dry, right? <laughs> which, which was amusing. Yeah, uh, like that. On the way out, though, Gateman and Lily uh, they agree. Like Herman can never find out about this agreement. <laughs> like, yes, it's true. Fade two. Herman sitting on the steps talking to Grandpa. I've lost six jobs in five days, and no good. Even in the laundry business, I'm all washed up. <laughs> Grandpa's like, like, yeah, no shit, man. Your next step should be skid row, actual words. But with President Johnson wiping out poverty, clearly that's stuck. Uh, There's no place (laughs) for a bum like him to go. (laughs) 
oh, Herman shouldn't have been so cocky when asking for that raise. Fate has dealt him a deserving blow. <laughs> Herman is very, very contemplative here and very blustery in a way. Mm-hmm. He who blows his own horn, like it's been said many times in the past, he who blows his own horn only ends up with a fat lip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then my favorite part of this entire episode happens. The phone rings. And Herman freaks out. Oh, the bell, the laundry. <laughs> I love that moment right there. It was worth it mm-hmm. just for that. Hate the episode, like that one three second interaction. It <clears throat> was like, calm the fuck down, dude. It's just the phone. Herman's like, oh, I'll get it. Yeah. Goes over. It's Mr. Gateman. Herman starts to apologize, but Gateman's like, hmm, start saying something. What? You couldn't get on without me? Hmm. Want my job back? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> then Herman hears that and he's like, ha, I got him. I got him right where I want him. Kind of by the short and curlies, Herman's thinking. Well, you know what? I got several <laughs> offers out to consider. Oh boy. And grandpa goes, oh, grandpa goes, oh boy. One minute he's little orphan Annie, and the next he's Charles de Gaulle. Keith? I didn't catch that one. Hmm. Is that the guy that is that the guy who plays Daddy Warbucks of maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't have an Alexa near me. Um, hey Siri, who's Charles de Gaulle? Charles Andre Joseph Marie de Gaulle was a French army officer and statesman who led revolts against Nazi Germany in World War II and chaired the provisional government of the French Republic from 1944 to 1946 inches order to restore democracy in France. Would you like oh. to hear more? No, thank you. Definitely not Daddy Warbucks. No. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. So, go ahead, Terry. No, I didn't say nothing. Oh. Keith, you say something? I said, no. Okay. Oh, oh I'm just hearing shit. Now. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, Herman gets his raise, too. Oh, my raise? Hmm. I guess under these circumstances, I'd be willing to take the job back. He says something else. I'd be I'd be willing to, uh, to like, regain my employee or something silly like that. Now, Herman does uh, something that made me chuckle because it... It's very reminiscent of a gentleman I know after he makes a few pool shots. Herman hangs up his phone and then he struts over like a big man. <laughs> a little wiggle, a little wiggle to his jiggle. He's he comes over, grandpa chuffed. He's like, You got your job back and the raise. And Herman goes, What did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> now I just could have like if he would have like, you know, kind of maybe ran his finger along the the banister, yeah, yeah, the banister, something would have been uh, perfect, but yeah. yes, mm-hmm. it would have been final commercial break. Credits can happen at any moment. Lily and Marilyn are coming in the door, it's a direct continuation of the previous scene. Uh, <laughs> but they had to put in that commercial break. Lily comes in, Oh, you're here. You know what, Herman? I, I found out that you got fired, and I just, I just want to let you know that we love and support you. Marilyn's like, yeah, we'll do whatever it takes. We'll help in any way we can. I don't like Marilyn this episode either. Herman is like, no, 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 no. That's not necessary. Mr. Gateman just called and begged me to come back. And of course, he insisted on the raise, but he knew he'd, I knew he'd come around, right? Lily panders like a motherfucker here. Oh, Herman, you are a great husband provider. You're terrific in the sack. 
you know, yeah, all you, sorts of just stuff, just, right? You're so forceful. I was like, yes, okay. You're like forceful. That. You're a tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you protect our little brood. It's like, yeah, you protect our little brood. Yeah. You get us through the trials and tribulations of life. You've made right here at home uh, our own Ponderosa. The Nerman stands up real straight. Oh, shucks, girl. On top of that, I ain't never said a discouraging word. Uh, <laughs> they all laugh. Uh-huh. Credits. What? Is this a quote from a show or something? What I'm happened? guessing I'm guessing it has to do <laughs> with everyone's favorite uh family that lives on the Ponderosa in uh uh what's that goddamn show? Uh, a little with Hoss and little Joe oh. and, and Papa Cartwright. Gunsmoke? Uh, no, uh, not Gunsmoke. The other Bonanza? one. Bonanza? Uh, Bonanza, yeah. Wow. So he was quoting something from that. That's such a weird way to end the show. I, isn't, I, that, I guess. isn't that a line from like uh, Home on the Range or well, whatever? It is, that? yeah. Home, yeah. home on the range where the deer and the antelope play. Yeah, you're right. The skies oh are not cloudy all day. Yeah. Oh, shucks, girl. On top of that, I ain't never said a discouraging word. Ugh, he should have said that last episode when he was being a cowboy. Oh, like this is you know what? Mm. He should have never said it, and they should have just done the credits. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, there it was, guys. Season one, episode 37, Herman's Rays. June 3rd, June 3rd, 1965. Wow. What'd y'all think? <laughs> uh the, I so not the scene with the guy explaining to Herman how the stuff the Washington uh place works but the scene of him doing like you know trying to make it work and all the crazy stuff happening to him mm-hmm. uh face planting and uh popcorn shooting out at him and all that like i i enjoyed mm-hmm. that part that was fun i it's a nice um physical humor bit going on there yeah that was but all fun. the rest of it is 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 pretty annoying because again Herman rare outside that one episode when Lily gets a job, Herman rarely ever says anything bad about anybody. Mm-hmm. And they just really lean into him for no reason whatsoever here. Well, yeah. Also, was he just working late at work a couple nights in a row that Eddie's like, you know, having issues because I don't remember any other time that Herman gets home super late ever. He's yep. he's home in time for dinner every night. Sure is. Yeah. I, I liked the first chunk of this i thought i was like wow this is really good yeah they're all mean to him but at this point i've kind of just accepted that that's just how it is and sometimes it's funny i don't know uh but once it gets to the like laundry stuff like i feel like that like when he of course the racist stuff's pretty bad but even when he's doing like the laundry like trying to throw everything and all the bells are ringing like it was funny at first but it feels like it just goes on forever and i kind of overstayed this welcome for me there's some good stuff here and there. Like I liked, I think Mr. Gateman was pretty funny. Like I really liked him. I, I almost wish we would have had like seen Herman interact with him. Cause I would still want to know like how people treat him at the parlor. Like, mm-hmm. is everybody just like chill with him and think he's, you know, cause they're used to him by now or something. Or like, is he like the cool dude there? You know, or is he the cube? What does he call himself? The cube in one episode. <laughs> <Herman>. <laughs> yeah. He's so square. They call yeah. him the cube. Yeah. Something like that. I would have loved to have that. Uh, maybe we'll get that eventually. But yeah, the the laundry stuff it kind of it kind of falls off for me. Like the setup, I think is pretty good, but it, it kind of starts to fall off the the wagon yeah. pretty quickly. 
You also get to see Herman in a couple different outfits, which is always I did a terrible like thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. When he's some, in that yeah, sewer a few outfit. outfits. Um, like if this was the Herman accessory pack, it would be the job search accessory pack, mm-hmm. where he's got the 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 gym outfit, the hard yes. hat, and then a welding <laughs> the mask. giant wrench. Yeah. Yes. I like I've like I said a couple times. I hated this episode. Just absolutely hated it. I don't think I laughed once. I don't know if I smiled. No. <laughs> <laughs> After we go went through all this and we were just talking, I just realized there isn't a single thing in this episode that is monsters, right? Grandpa doesn't do anything. Willie doesn't do anything. Herma doesn't do anything. The only thing that's kind of remotely monsters is like the the people in the sewer run out yep. when Herma goes in. True. Everything else is not monsters. There's nothing that makes you go, boy. This is a hundred percent monsters. So then I'm a hundred percent sure this is a reject from another sitcom. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally work. Because the plot is just is just rehashed, you know, family sitcom. Lost their anything, job. Yeah. Any, any any show could do this. Yeah. Any show could do this because none of it like even even the like the montage. Okay, so those are like, oh, gets punched in the gut. But you could find any three jobs that the person fails at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Because then the big payoff is the is the the uh the laundry thing. Any dipshit can do that too. Because it's a hundred percent an I love Lucy attempt, right? The the chocolate factory. It's like, well, what kind of chaos can we create? Um, where dum dum doesn't know the difference between a phone ringing and a bell. <laughs> and they come from two different locations, right? The phone's behind yeah. them to the right bell behind him to the left you'd think you'd have some spatial awareness yeah, even the doorbell doesn't sound the same as the phone nope. or the other two bells going nope. off there's and bells yeah. going off All right so and none why does he just shut the door when it starts overflowing why does he mm. just shut the door i don't know the, hmm. i don't know anyway yeah. trash yeah the the <laughs> writers i guess probably were just like oh if we make this a you know we talk about the parlor a couple of times and that's yes. what makes it monstery yeah where the rest of it really doesn't do much of anything. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what we thought. There's some thoughts on IMDb. Oh, I'm excited. Nothing from December, 2007. No. Dang. So from January, 2008. Uh, Same guy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. John Carradine, always a hoot as Mr. Gateman. Nine out of 10. Warning He's, spoilers. He only does it twice. What does he mean? Always a oh man. A recap. I always enjoyed every episode of which Mr. Carradine played Herman's funeral parlor boss. Twice. Twice. <laughs> once once in episode one, once at the end of episode two. <laughs> Last sentence all turns out when Lily talks to Mr. Gateman, which is a good scene, as is Herman talking on the phone later with his boss. Nine out of nine found this helpful. <laughs> Now we have so, a little more critical from July of 2020, seven out of ten. Uh, <laughs> John Carradine's first appearance as Herman's boss, Mr. Gate. <laughs> ah, boy, I'm loving this. I mean, I liked him too. He's my favorite part, probably. Recap. He's recap, literally on the recap. screen for like 30 seconds total, <laughs> yes. though. <laughs> I know. Everybody's obsessed. Man, I love these. Uh, nobody episodes. says like horribly Every racist uh, scene. Nobody. No, nobody says anything about that. Oh, people forgot about that once. Uh, once. Uh, you know, shows up. That's Mr. Gateman's on screen. Yeah. Chinese laundry attendant. And he even says here, Benny Rubin, the beleaguered proprietor. 
who is clearly not Chinese, but is doing like nobody has any qualms with these things. I guess it's just <laughs> us. We're just we're just too woke for the monster. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Anywho, yeah. we're, ru- we're ruining this culture. We, yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Seven out of ten. Last sentence. It's a magnificent cameo. Short and sweet. His deadpan delivery a fine match with frequent co-star Yvonne DiCarlo, and then it puts in co- in in um, in parentheses the Ten Commandments and Nocturna. Like you don't know mm. who the fuck you Devon DiCarlo mm. is. Uh, she's no, um, which, but like the fact that they've been in other things oh, together. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, he was in Ten Commandments. I was going to mention that, but I was like, I'd rather mention Dracula yeah. versus Billy the Kid. And- mm-hmm. Anyway, he's paving the way for one further appearance in The Musician. Oh, it must be the leather episode. Those are the two reviews in IMDb. Holy cow. Wow. These people, even the more critical seven out of 10 is still glowing. Um, in its, <laughs> did he say anything he didn't like in the seven out of 10? No, it's all recap. No. Uh, all right. That's it. It's a hundred percent recap and seven <laughs> out of 10. No all real right. reason for it to be seven out of 10. And according to the review, Oh man. Well, they, they saw this episode. They weren't broken by the racism or the stupidity of the episode. <laughs> Nothing. They, did, they didn't care. Didn't phase them. No. They, remember, they wrote the reviews. They're glowing reviews. Much like nothing phased that lovely babysitter in episode one. She came to the Munster's house, saw the Munsters, and said, bring it on, bitch. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why she would have said that, but she did. Uh, or, in that it, deep, or in that deep voice. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she did this like weird, like kind of like squat where she's like, punch me in the gut. Punch me in the gut. <laughs> Fists mm-hmm. clenched. Bring it on. <laughs> Shaking her jowls as she does it. Yeah. yeah she's like. <laughs> Nothing broke that woman. She's unflappable. Mm-hmm. She saw the monsters and it's like, this is, this is my life right here. But something you would think something eventually 37 episodes later would have broken that woman. Oh, what God. broke her in this episode? Well, I think, you know, she's just taking a stroll, living her life, having a good day when all of a sudden um, she hears a commotion coming from underground and it starts to rumble <laughs> and and bodies start to rise out of the ground and, you know, their hands reaching out to the sky. And she she realizes what's happened. Finally, the apocalypse has come. Zombie she's, apocalypse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And luckily, you know, she's been prepping for this day. She's somewhat of a doomsday prepper. She, you know, she's always been ready for, <laughs> for all sorts of scenarios. And she, you know, she's always carrying a firearm. So she just starts blasting away, <laughs> taking them out oh. one by one. And it isn't until much later that she realizes, uh, oh, that maybe I overreacted a little bit. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, you know, the, the slow burn break of her mind as she realizes, well, I'm not just gunned down some, some <laughs> yes. poor sewer men. And she's on the witness stand yeah, uh, testifying why she <laughs> should get the electric chair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Now, I think that's what broke her. I, I think she's also out for a stroll. Um, you know, she work for the monsters every now and then, but she also does some other babysitting jobs. So she's out. She's pushing a baby along and she's just walking along and she sees Herman walk out and she's like, I mean, she just, she doesn't really acknowledge him, but it also doesn't face her at all. She's very used to him. And then when all of a sudden all the guys, you know, start jumping up out of the sewer and everything, I think what breaks in her is that she realizes that she really misses the monsters. The the Aww. other babysitting job is so like tame and boring and there's nothing to ever like <laughs> test her, 
you know, her steel will. Yeah. Uh, and, and that emotionally breaks her down that she's just not, you know, she's become a little soft since she stopped working for him. For a <laughs> she's, I like she's that. Gone soft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she also went out for a stroll. And after the <laughs> stroll, she came home and she was sitting down with her husband. They're going to watch their TV for the evening. They're like, "Oh, let's watch. Let's make a deal or whatever is coming on. Who knows?" She's like, "I'm going to go kitchen, make my snack." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll have a snack." She goes in and you hear her rumbling through the cabinets. I'm just like, "Honey, where's that bag of popcorn that we bought there?" He's <laughs> like. Is it not in there? Oh shit! I left it in my pants pocket. It's like, how'd you leave it in your pants pocket, you idiot? I took the laundry to the, the Chinese American laundry, and he's like, oh, I, you know, it just we we only bought a baggie's worth of popcorn from the popcorn guy, you know. It's like, from the okay. popcorn guy, yeah. It's like we, we bought an eighth of an ounce of popcorn from the popcorn guy. He got an eighth. He got the whole eighth. Like, this guy uh, Redenbacher, we know. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> And uh, she's like, shit, you know, this is supposed to be really primo popcorn. And he's like, oh, I left it in my pants pocket. And she's like, it's got washed. And that's what breaks right there. She's like, she really wanted that popcorn. Meanwhile, wow. across town, it's mm-hmm. being shot out of a dryer for some reason. <laughs> At the speed of a bullet. Yeah. At the speed of a bullet. <laughs> you know, pew, 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 pew. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. there it was. Oh, so in all of its glory, season one, episode 37, Herman's Race. Guys. We got one more. Episode. Oh my God. One more I, left of this first season. I can't believe it. We're so close. We're so halfway. Close. <laughs> I, boy, it better be a great episode. Otherwise, it's going to be so disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it feels like we've been building to this moment. Yeah. It better be just such a fantastic goddamn episode. It better be a cliffhanger. Oh, God. Oh, if it's the first two parter, is yes. Okay. That's what I want. That, that would be awesome, actually, to mm-hmm. be continued. Like Herman's hanging. Literally off of a cliff. <laughs> they Help coined me, Lily, the term please. cliffhanger off of the monsters. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. He's hanging there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. His evil oh. brother comes back and he's like, yeah, in the hospital for. I love this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, Charlie tries to kill him so he can take his identity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pushes him off a cliff. Lily's pregnant, but we're not sure who the father is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> more cliffhangers! Yeah, I love it. And there's an asteroid headed straight to Earth, mm. <laughs> and Grandpa's going to build a rocket to knock it off course. Yes, mm. and he hires a, a bunch of um, you know average day Joes to go up there and mine the asteroid to destroy yep. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And one of them falls in love with, uh, with Marilyn. Uh, Marilyn. Yeah. And Eddie's just Eddie. He's got a big baseball game there. <laughs> yeah. That's it. All right. Boy, I hope that's the episode. Mm-hmm. Boy, if it isn't, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah. If it doesn't cover all this, I'm going to be mad. Keith, uh, what do you got to tide the people over? Uh, well, season two of the uh, season two of That Was Great, wasn't it? Is basically wrapped. Uh, we did our, our full 13 apps. Well, yeah, I've got I've got a uh, a, a clip show recap episode oh. uh, to close us out on here. That'll come out right probably right before Christmas. Um, uh, so later on uh, in the week, but we just had a very fun episode. Uh, episode thirteen, uh, Reed Messerschmidt was a guest. Also, his son shows up and it's fantastic, folks. Please, if you're if you're enjoying these recaps, please go check out that was great, wasn't it? Uh, season two has been fantastic. 
uh, the numbers don't actually represent it very well. And I think it deserves to get listened to. Um, the guests have been amazing and have made me seem a lot better and the show a lot better. So check it out. I will second that. It is a very fun show to listen to. I will never, ever, ever watch the Karate Kid but, uh, animated show. No, nobody has to. If they just want, listen to my episodes, that's but, fine. Yeah, <laughs> the episodes are always good. Always a joy. Terry, what do you got that's always a joy? Well, you know, I've got those magical mm-hmm. words. That everybody's always excited to hear that run the real is another show that I do. And it's on hiatus. It's but on hiatus. Woo! People love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can listen to the past episodes. There are pretty good, you know, uh, if you want there, we do movie. We talk about movie stuff. So like we'll pick a category and then choose movies within that genre or category or whatever and cover them like zombie movies you know disaster movies who knows there's there's so many reviews we have on there there's so many categories we've covered nice you should look for yourself nice i agree look for yourself check it out run the reel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank you for saying that correctly i do my best to always honor my guests um, and <laughs> and you're not my guest. You're my co my co-host. No, or maybe maybe this is just a big ruse. You guys are wait a second. Repeat guests. When season two of the monsters hits you, yeah, we're all getting the boot, and you're bringing in two new <laughs> Yeah, guys, we'll start soon. We'll start soon. <laughs> yeah. huh, Monster Hunters is on hiatus. Weird. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Well. You know, it's never what's this, on what's this? What's this Monster Hunter podcast all of a sudden? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't drop the S. I'd keep that on there. There no. we have shirts made up. Yeah. <laughs> change to a Z. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Munz, Munster Hunters. There's two Z's. Oh, that S? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Very nice. Yeah. That's what I would do for sure. <laughs> no way I would do the easy way. No. Nope. Speaking of the easy way, the easy way to get more Munster Hunters uh, content is the Patreon. And yeah. boy, crank it out at, an, at a break. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we crank it out? <laughs> Oh, oh. The, the content. Whoa. Hey. You, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's absolutely no <laughs> intent there. We're just cranking out content. Okay. <laughs> it's a phrase. Wait. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're really well, working it over there. I mean, oh, you, well, yeah, right. Keith may be working it. We're, Terry and I are cranking out content. Jeez, oh, it's good stuff though really yeah that's <laughs> you definitely should listen everybody it's uh it's fun it's been fun we got some really interesting episodes you know maybe a peek into another realm or two. Oh yeah that probably just mm-hmm. came out not too long ago yes. another realm where deranged billionaires guide alternative versions of us oh, who knows who knows <laughs> <laughs> and, and with, boy, contextually speaking, you have no idea which deranged billionaire. Yeah, hold on. We got care to be more specific. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Oh boy. Tune in to find out. Yeah, turn tune in to find out for sure. Oh, monsterhunters.com, patreon.com slash monster hunters, monster hunters on all socials. And boy, 
there's one social out there that may not exist uh, come the new year or shortly after, or I'm just going to abandon because it is absolutely a train wreck. Um, so yeah, find us. Man, the, that at least that's, that's very wide open too. <laughs> that's wide open. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've already abandoned several of them. <laughs> um, and the one that I actually enjoyed, I'm going to have to hundred percent abandon it again. They just, SoundCloud. They, yeah. SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, left. oh yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank goodness. Who put money into SoundCloud? Timberlake? Ludicrous. Somebody did. I don't know. Timberlake uh, put money back into uh, uh, MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody really? did it for SoundCloud. Chance the Rapper? I don't know. Somebody tried to save it. Uh, yeah. yeah um, not worth it. Anywho, I don't know where I'll be. I'll just be scribbling on the sidewalk. <laughs> if my town had sidewalks, I'd be scribbling on them. Um, anyway, yep. Monster Hunters at gmail.com. That's where I'll be. Google Hangouts. And then I guess all that we have left then is to just to finish up like we finish everything up, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm, this sounds familiar. Hello world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.